Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning again, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Saturday, September 26th. Missed the post a little bit. Yeah, nobody, nobody noticed. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Wayne. It's Dave. It's uh, another excellent excursion into all things fantasy football. I, th- I thought you were going to m- mistakenly say it was another nice day, but no, okay. it's not a nice day. <laughs> Flurries here in the middle of spring. <sighs> what the hell? God. All week it was snowing, and now we have, I mean, it was raining all, yeah, week, all week, and now we have snow showers. Ridiculous. Uh, so here we are doing a podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. So we're not outside. Um, great show for you today, news and notes. All kinds of fun stuff happened the last couple of weeks that we'll catch you up on and give you our thoughts as far as the relevancy to fantasy football and what you should be thinking about it. Because, you know, once we say what you think, what you should think. What you should think, yeah. (laughs) Once we tell you what you should think. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's all that needs to be said. Check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Everything we talk about is probably going to be there. We got a fantasy girl for you later up on the show. Coming up later, we're going to kind of go over the standings as far as where we stand so far in the listener contest. Should be good. Lots of movement. Yes, lots of movement and things happening. We're going to have our... And and David Carr doesn't count as a move yet, so (laughs) just calm down. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Who'd I say? (laughs) David. Oh, Eh, same guy. Who cares? He counts as a move. He's been sacked again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to start our our rankings from the the, uh, rookie combine. Start with the quarterbacks and the running backs, and then on the next show we'll do the receivers. Since that's a really deep class, we can Very. spend a little more time, maybe do more than ten. But uh, so we'll do that today, and then what else do we have? Oh, in the news and notes, we're going to be doing some updating on the bold predictions and stupid predictions. Luckily, I haven't made any yet. So yeah, you do. You have two up there. Oh shoot, <laughs> one's wrong. Probably. <laughs> I'm surprised it isn't too. <laughs> you got questions, comments, concerns, feel free to use the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. Leave your voicemails or text messages. And you were telling me at our production meeting this morning about a new Pepsi that's out there. Pepsi Nitro. Pepsi Nitro. I have to see if I can try and find this. I got yeah. I, I I meant to do it. I actually meant to bring it to to the production meeting so we could try it together. Yes, but then I forgot. Uh, I, I walked so, out. With so all. you've seen it. I've seen it on TV. Okay, but you I, haven't been able to find it anywhere yet. I, I haven't really looked. I okay. was going to look when I got back from the road. I actually was going to look when I was on the road and I forgot. Okay, and you know. All right. Well, hopefully we we find it. It'd be fun. Yeah. All right. That's it. We think we didn't get any emails or anything from our executive producer and our super fan. Well, apparently some people think they can just take the 
week off because we're not here. <laughs> that ain't the way it works, people. Get, get to work. <laughs> But I would recommend to people to not abandon all public health measures just because you've been vaccinated. I understand that. But now is the time to do what you're told. That's right. I thought we were going to be done with this, but then I saw this article. And I'm like, damn, if only our leaders would have done what the NFL did, just it would have been so nice. So our first story in the news and notes is is me lamenting that I would have unbelievably much rather had the NFL health and safety people running our COVID protocols rather than Dr. Fauci and President Sippy Cup. <laughs> but obviously that was not the case. But here's what happened. On February 8th, members of the NFL's player Health and Safety Team hosted an NFL Presents webinar about how the league navigated its second season amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The panelists discussed a variety of topics related to the successful session or season, uh, including education efforts that led to high vaccine uptake for players, coaches, and staff, the league's ongoing study of COVID-19 antibodies, and its decision to update testing and return to field protocols during Omicron wave. Now, I don't think our government ever did any of that. No. <laughs> They're still pushing to get kids that are, what, six Four months years to, old. It's ridiculous. It's like, okay, it's mostly over anyway. We, but, we have ESPN panelists wanting to talk to kids in kindergarten to three years old or to, to third grade about, you know, sexual preference and that oh they could God. be transgendered. And uh, you, you still need a vaccination. I, I don't want to go uh, off on that whole thing. Well, the, did you read the, about that? The, just, no, I no. I, I was talking more about the swimmer from oh, what, Penn? Penn State. Yeah, Penn? I mean Pennsylvania. Penn. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Leah Thomas. Well, we just stick with Thomas. Yeah, because she's a he. Yeah, she's a man, baby. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh! I forgot the story. Was it you that sent me the, no, somebody, oh, no, one of the people I work with sent me a story about Nike. I can't believe, well, more on COVID in a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> sent me a story from Nike about how they are redesigning their women's swimsuits so that there's more room in the bottom for the package for when the guys are wearing them. <laughs> so that transgendered men can wear the women's swimsuits. So I'm like, yep, that's Nike. Yeah. <laughs> They're based out of the right part of the state, the country. Yeah. I have, I in fact, I have the article on our Twitter feed. Oh, there you go. From our emailer on the last episode. I'm still trying it. I'm not happy with Twitter. <laughs> I'm not excited about it, but we're still giving it a try. Yeah. So at CFF underscore pod. Okay. You can check out the story on our. On our See? It might come in handy. On our Twitter we, feed. We might figure this out and be good with it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to COVID. <laughs> Some of the comments from the panelists include these comments based on fact rather than the political BS that we've been dealing with for two years. Dr. Sills, 
quote, once Omicron hit, we really needed to pivot our strategy. Pivoting our strategy. Huh. And because we really focused on individuals with symptoms, we shifted our strategy to targeted testing. What have you ever heard that? Where we wanted to test exposed individuals, those with symptoms, and anyone who wanted to volunteer for a test. And there were lots of naysayers who said, nobody's going to ask to be tested. Nobody's going to want to miss a game. But in fact, that wasn't true. So you give the people the opportunity to think for themselves. Yeah. And they do what's right. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, you know, yeah. This freedom of speech thing, it's all <laughs> overrated. That's all I'm saying. Then we have Dr. Hostler. We moved from the pandemic phase to the endemic phase. From a severity of illness standpoint, from a viral perspective, we've seen pretty consistently decreasing severity of illness with Omicron. It's the first time I've heard that. And then Dr. Sills again. Throughout our experience, last year and this year, we generally saw the NFL detect case trends one to three weeks before the general population. We were an early barometer of what was coming. And yet, we have Dr. Fauci talking through three masks, trying to get people to understand what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to scare everybody into, hide under your table. (laughs) Oh, sometimes. I wish things, I wish I were dictator. Well, aren't the the, um, powers that be trying to push a, yet another shot? Oh, a fourth. Yes. Well, and, and. Who's Pfizer? The guy that runs Pfizer came out and said that, yeah, it's probably you're gonna probably need a shot every year, like the flu shot. Oh, of course, like, of course. Yeah, well, how, how good is the flu shot doing for him? <laughs> Nobody's getting that anymore. <laughs> it's like, damn it, we're losing money. Oh, but did you hear? They're making a new vaccine that includes the flu shot. Oh, so it's um, it's it's COVID and the flu shot. Yes. Hmm. I'll take the pill. Yeah. <laughs> Because now they're trying to push that pill on people. Correct. No one's taking that either. (laughs) Gee, why doesn't anybody believe Big Pharma? I don't understand. (laughs) Anyways, to the real news. The funny season has started in the NFL. The first unbelievable story was Kirk Cousins. He signed a one-year deal to stay with the Minnesota Vikings. The one-year deal is guaranteed $35 million. Am I missing something on Kirk Cousins? He must have naked pictures of everybody <laughs> oh, in the NFL, man. He is, he's making bank, and he don't care. The Vikings just gave $35 million to a quarterback who has a 59-59-2 career record in the NFL, which is slightly above average performance. And you know how much he's made in his, uh, with his 500... Oh, career it's, record? It's got to be a lot because he got he got paid by Washington. A lot. He got paid by Minnesota. Yep. So yeah, two hundred thirty one million six hundred sixty nine dollars six hundred sixty nine thousand four hundred eighty six dollars. Good lord! And he's been in the year the league for what five years? I have no. I honestly don't know. Five six. <laughs> so so. Well, he was in he was in Washington for long enough to. So that was five years. Just five yeah, years. Because they in gave Washington. him what two. Well, like five years, and they then they tagged him twice, so yep. that's seven. And he's been in Minnesota at least three, so he's been around ten years. Really? I, I well, while you're doing the news, okay. So, <laughs> so this is going to be kind of the theme for our whole news and notes. But please spare me the hatred of Aaron Rodgers for possibly wanting to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Speaking oh, of Aaron Rodgers, oh, by the way, though, yes, I did see a list. He is the top paid. 
Fifty million. Watson is forty six something. Yeah, but he's not getting fifty million. According to them. Well, yeah, hey, yeah. According to Shifty Schefter. If they report it, I gotta and, say it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, because we know. <laughs> The Google machine is right. <laughs> That's correct. It's, if, if it's on the web, it has to be true. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, to put your thoughts to rest, he signed his deal, which was not four years, $200 million, with $156 million guaranteed, as Ian Rappaport tried to sell and continues to try and sell as being actually uh, factual, but it's not. The true deal ends up being five years, $186 million, with the last two years of the deal being placeholder. For salary cap reasons, what's this now? Kirk Cousin started in 2012, been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, that's a, unbelievable. I know. He was with Washington for three, four, five, six years. He'd been with Minnesota for four years. Unbelievable. I know. He got he got paid. That means I am really old because time is really flying. I'm telling you. Because I remember when he got drafted. I know. Oh. Uh, so $150 million of the Aaron Rodgers deal is guaranteed. The deal includes $28.5 million cap hit, which ranks ninth or 10th in the league, depending on how you look at it. His previous cap hit was $40 million. Correct. So his whole thing saying, I want a cap-friendly deal for the team. True. Well, somewhat true. How could it be? It's either at true the, or it's not. As it stands right now. Because this is always renegotiable. Right. As it stands right now, at the end of his contract, $75 million cap hit. At the end. At the end. Well, yeah. But you know. Well, gonna... yeah, no. Well, but $75 million. But it's not going to be that. Well, I know. Because we all know the salary cap is bullshit. I know. And at the end of this, at the end of these three years, he's going to redo something. He's going to quit. Well, why, why, why do I read all these articles every, every week yes. that say, oh, the... The Saints are in cap hell. All the and then they go out and sign five more guys. It's they, like, well, yeah. Wait a minute. They cut no one. Exactly. They renegotiate nothing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're forty million under the cal- yeah. salary cap. Like I don't know how what this happened? works. I don't understand how this works. It's not real math. <laughs> so as for the all the Aaron is money hungry and selfish bullshit that was being spread by the talking heads, this deal shows Aaron Rodgers to be just about. $8 million more selfish than Mr. Team-Friendly Contract making no money Tom Brady. Yeah, that sounds right. And your apologies are accepted. No apologies. <laughs> I I did I did mean, and this is why I went to Quick Trip. Besides getting the Pepsi Nitro, which I'm going to find. We're going to find that. I was going to get you your six-pack. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to acquiesce and say. I forgot about that. I know the $75 million <laughs> is going to choke them like a horse at the end of this. But You're after right. Desha- after Deshaun Watson signed and all the other nonsense that went, you know, Kirk Cousins, et cetera, I give up. It's like, I I, right I'm just going to pay it. Oh, but the caveat was that I'm, I'm only going to give it up if you don't play that stupid song. <laughs> This deal, oh my God, this deal will guarantee that Aaron Rodgers retires as the greatest quarterback to only ever play for one team. Always remember how lucky you are, Packer fans. Always remember. Mm. Always remember. He's doing he's doing his best Brett Favre impression. Is all I can say. Oh, stop! I'm gonna retire. I'm not gonna retire. No, that's Tom, I want to play. That's Tom Brady. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. I I need to have all the money. <laughs> So, as we're going to do with all these things, 
What do you think this means fantasy-wise for people? Let's say you you have Aaron Rodgers on your team. Does this, in fact, we should look that up on our website, cffpodcast.com, the rankings. Mm. Now, I have, I've made a couple changes on my rankings, and we've highlighted them with little arrows. Oh, there you go. I have not moved Aaron Rodgers up or down my ranking because, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. I've already got him two spots below you, but I, I would I would probably move Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray ahead of him. Would you? Yeah. He's, he's got just, no receivers. You're just doing that to piss me off? No, no, as of right now, he's got no receivers. It doesn't matter. It does matter. He's Aaron Rodgers. It does matter. He makes everybody better. That's a myth. That's not a myth. Um, let's see. Let's go back to the playoff game. Who did he make better in that playoff game? Mm, yeah, nobody. Meanwhile... <laughs> The Packers have traded Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I was just looking at the list. If I really wanted to piss you off, I'd move Tom Brady up ahead of him. (laughs) And Kyler Murray. Oh, no, I'm going to move Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson up for sure. Oh, God, you're insane. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I might move Dak down, too. Well, yeah. Yeah, because he lost Amari Amari Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Or Amari Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Amari Rogers. He's going to be a stud for the Packers. We got to hope so. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, like I said, the Packers traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders for a first and second round pick. The Raiders then went and signed Adams to the same deal the Packers were offering. News came out reporting that Adams was never going to play for Green Bay, regardless of the deal the Packers were offering. And you have information on that from, from an article I was trying to read that I could never get opened up. Yeah, If, if you guys want to... Uh Get a little behind. I know everybody likes to get the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. There is a great article by Tom Silverstein, Tom Silverstein in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and in the Green Bay Press Gazette. Green Bay Press Gazette. Yep. Um, you have to pay for It's a dollar for six months subscription. Ah, it's unbelievable. And it'll eventually be free. But I mean, it's it's a really good article. It gives a little bit of, you know, pull the curtain back kind of situation. Uh, explains what happened with... Uh, Adams and the fact that he wasn't coming back as of two years ago, basically. He had he had been frustrated and uh, upset that they were taking uh, Kara Rogers over him. He felt like he was, uh, you know. And now this, there's there's no proof. This is no, all this Tom is, Silverstein. This is Tom Silverstein's. Um, uh, deductions. Yeah. Kind of like Adam Adam Schefter's. Well, well, I'm taking all the information I, I take, gleaned. I take Silverstein a little bit more credibly than I take. Adam Schefter, because okay. Silverstein isn't releasing things to get his name out there. Okay, he's old enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah, not like Shifty Schefter who wants to be <laughs> the you know the number one guy breaking fake news. All right, so I interrupted you. I'm sorry. So, well, so I mean, he, he just that he said um, or Silverstein uh, surmised that um, first of all there, there was the misconception that. Rogers and Adams were a package deal. And if one signed, the other one was going to sign, that was a guarantee. And that was never a guarantee. In fact, he went on to say that Aaron Rodgers and um, Devontae Adams are not friends. They're, you know, they're, they're workmates. They respect each other. Yeah, but they don't, they don't hang out after games or go do stuff. Um, Devontae Adams is a family guy. So he spends all his time with his kids and his wife. Um, whereas, you know, Aaron likes to go to, you know, chug beers at basketball games with and wash his hair with, with coal nothing, and with nothing. patchouli. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, you know, not like they were, it's not like they were, even though they posted the, I, I believe it was Adams that posted the, um, last the last dancing yeah adams and rogers both posted it one but i mean i think 
Adams posted it first. Okay, and then Rogers just retweeted Repo- reposted it. Or? I guess yeah. So um, what what the speculation is now is that that was Adams saying. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, it's easy to do all this stuff in retrospect right. Right, after the fact. But um, the the big takeaways or the big things that, that um, Silverstein said was that when two years ago when, when Adams was up for negotiations and the Packers at that point were not willing, and still to this day, were not willing to guarantee more than the signing bonus, um, he pretty much knew he wasn't going to sign. So they've known for a long time that he wasn't going to sign here. But, you know, they kept they kept playing the charade and kept playing the game. But the the, the takeaway that I took that stuck out to me was <clears throat> that um Adams felt like he was always going to be a second class citizen to Rogers. You know, everybody heaps praise, which is almost yeah. every team. I mean, exactly. to be fair, it's almost yeah. every team. The quarterback always gets all the credit. Tyreek Hill was always second fiddle to yes. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. And he's gone too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> oh, is he? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, breaking news. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so the, the, the big deal was that he said that it felt like, um, you know, that Aaron sucked the air out of every room that he was in, so, meaning that, all the attention was on Aaron all the time, and which is true. It's it's, it's just a fact. It's the way the it's the way football is. Mm-hmm. But that kind of soured um, Adams on the Packers, and the fact that Rodgers, when he came, when he when he first was holding out, when they had the uh, Schefter drop on draft day, that you know Rodgers wasn't going to play with the Packers anymore. He's done. Um, and Rodgers kind of went into that whole thing about, you know, players come to Green Bay to play for me. You know, Green Bay is an ex- vacation destination mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And yet no players are coming to play with him at this point. And um, uh, Adams felt like Aaron didn't go to bat for him, so to speak, because he felt like Aaron should have. Uh, and again, this is Silver Science's summation is that. Rogers should have said, I'm not signing anything until you take care of Adams. Yeah. And that didn't happen. That was apparently the only way they were going to reverse this two years ago decision that he wasn't going to come back. And once that happened, everybody knew because the Packers weren't going to change their mind about guaranteeing more than the signing bonus. And Adams wasn't going to get over the fact that he was a second class citizen. So you're saying that before Rodgers signed his deal this year, he knew Adams wasn't going to be back. Correct. So. And he, he's come out and said that. Right. Rodgers came out and said clearly that he knew that. So that says more about Rodgers' commitment to the Packers than what everybody was saying where Rodgers doesn't want to be here. Right. I, I, I think that was all window dressing and BS yeah. to begin with. I think he. I think he's always. He said way back when that he always wanted to end his career here. He wanted right. to be a. You know. Yeah, he said he wanted to retire as a Packer. Yeah. So you just have to. You have to just with Rogers. You just have to sift through what's current bullshit and what's long term reality. See, and then you go and you wreck the whole thing with that. What's well, true? He he comes out with he he says stuff on purpose to tilt people and put them on edge, just because he can, and it's it's irritating as hell. <laughs> I find it irritating. <laughs> okay. So fantasy implications <laughs> regarding Devontae Adams trade. Um, I just want to give you some facts about the whole, oh, my God, the sky is falling. The Packers are done now that Adams is gone 
Number one, Packers won seven games in a row without Devontae Adams under Mike LaFleur or Matt LaFleur. They're 10 and one without Adams in the lineup. Packers beat the undefeated at the time Arizona Cardinals without Devontae Adams. And always remember, it isn't necessarily the receiver, but the quarterback throwing the ball to him. Here's a list of the great receivers at Green Bay Packers under Favre or Rodgers. I'll try to remember what happened to their performances after they left here. <laughs> Javon Walker. Mm-hmm. Antonio well, Freeman. He wasn't good here. Antonio Freeman. He was good here. James Jones. Yeah. Greg Jennings. Yep. Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Randall Cobb. He was never that good. Did I miss it? Oh, um, Jake Kummerl. Uh Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis. Actually, I wanted to rate. I wanted to rate one of the the guy uh, the receivers in my top ten this week because they 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 compared it to Jeff Janis. I'm like, oh, I gotta get this guy in there. <laughs> and I, I, don't don't get this twisted. I'm not I'm not saying Adams isn't a great receiver. I'm just saying you may want to just be wary of your thinking that he's just going to repeat the career performance from Green Bay and Las Vegas. Oh, there's no way in heck. Right. No way. A- Adams, did you hear Adams state that he had been every off season in the league. <clears throat> he had been spending the offseason throwing and training with Derek Carr. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, except for the last two years under COVID. And uh, what were his best years as a receiver? Last two years. In the last two years. <laughs> so, uh, Co- COVID's, a much better, COVID's a much better partner than <laughs> Derek Carr. Also, be very wary of thinking Adams is just going to pick up where he left off. Remember all the other receivers that left. You know, just remember all those. Bottom line is this. The deal worked out for everyone. Mm-hmm. Adam's got a well-deserved and earned payday and a chance to play with his best friend from college and his childhood team that he always wanted to be on. Green Bay got two high draft picks, $20 million in cap space, and he avoided paying a 29-year-old receiver quarterback-level money. I have one question, though. Yes. If it was known all along... That Devontae wanted to go to Oak or to Los Angeles or Las Vegas. And it was a foregone conclusion that that was going to happen. Right. How the hell did they not get more for him than they did? I thought they got a lot for him. Compared to Tyreek Hill? Well, Tyreek Hill got over way overcompensated. Thanks to the and, and, uh, thanks to the Devontae Adams trade, I but, think. But that's that's but that that thanks to the Christian Kirk deal. Well, that yeah, but but it it, it, it I I don't think Adams is any worse of a receiver than Tyreek Hill. I think they're in their they're, own yeah, they're way a little different. They're, they're yeah, different they're types, different tools. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're probably equal receivers. Right. So I don't understand it. when the Packers had the gun in hand, so to speak. Right. And the Raiders wanted Devontae. Well, I, I I think they did really good for what they got. I mean, they needed the cap space. Well, they definitely needed the cap space. They but got the two so did, so did Kansas picks. City though. Right. That's that's why they dealt um, right. Hill because he wanted to be he wanted to be the highest paid, and yeah. they couldn't afford it under the cap. I just oh. I don't know I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time this year with the Packers. I'm really having a hard time. I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be pro Gutekinds, but now this completely screwed up my top ten receivers in oh, fantasy. Absolutely. 
I, I moved Devontae down two spots because there's no way he's going to do what he did with Green Bay. I'm going to move him down behind Tyreek Hill. Are you? Yeah. Because uh, Stefan Diggs is better. Jamar Chase is better. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I definitely. I, I moved Tyreek Hill. Well, this will be coming up later on, but I moved Tyreek Hill down on spot two. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's going to have to you, move down. You, yeah. Which, which here's the thing. This is the scary part of all this. I moved Tua up a spot. Yeah. Because of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But I moved Tyreek Hill down a spot because of Tua over yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, true, true. So, uh, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of movement, I think, coming up. Um, Adams received a three-year deal for $67.8 million. 22.6 per year. It's disguised kind of like yeah. Aaron Rodgers' five-year five $140.2 million, uh, with $28 million per year. So... Zero chance that he makes it to years four and five, correct? No. Those years are intentionally bloated to artificially boost the idea that he is the highest paid wide receiver. Well, was. Yeah, well, yeah was. For what, a week? Was it even a week? <laughs> he remained the highest receiver in the NFL for about a week until yeah. Kansas City traded away Tyreek Hill to Miami. The Chiefs received a first, a second, and a fourth this year a fourth and a sixth next year. And then Hill signed a four-year, $120 million deal with $72.2 million guaranteed. Good God. <laughs> oh, wow. Chiefs found it possible to move on from Hill after they signed Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason, which, if we go back to, hmm, which what page is that? Oh, that's on the whole page of CFFpodcast.com. Bold prediction, Juju Smith-Schuster will be a Kansas City Chief in 2022. The winds keep coming. (sighs) I I had to dock you for the Allen Robinson movie at Detroit Lane. We won't talk about that. That was just a guess. That's a guess. (laughs) That's why it's That's a guess. Yeah, it's a guess. So we kind of already talked about the fantasy ramification for, for Chiefs. And Tyreek Hill, correct? Yes. I mean, like I well, said, yeah, it doesn't really move Mahomes down in the rankings. No, because I I think that this is going to let McCole uh, Hardman do what he can do. If which he can, he's the speed guy. He's he's as well, fast. Now as, they got Juju. Yeah, Juju, I, kind of a Tyreek without the. I think that running back ability. I, I think that their their collective quarterback room or receiver room is better than it was right but here's the funny thing did you hear did, did, did i send you the matthew berry tweet no did i send that to you no no oh. matthew berry tweeted out and said he can't wait to see this season when everybody drafts mvs yes and then find out <laughs> that he was um Around week six, that he was more Sammy Watkins than Tyree. <laughs> yes, Hill. I did see that actually. You did send me that. Yes, I found that to be quite funny. <laughs> now, this also, I mean, if you can move Travis Kelsey up any higher than one, Travis Kelsey is going to be a stud in the wide receiver in fantasy football this year. Should be. Should be, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Are you? But we'll see how the receivers do. All right. Um, Hill. Again, I moved him down. He, he is a game changer. I don't know if they're going to use him the same way in Miami that they did in Kansas City. Different offense. Completely. So, 
And, uh, and don't forget that Miami also signed an actual running back. They did, two of them. Yes, so they might actually run the ball this year some. <laughs> <laughs> and then you add to it the fact that the, the Chiefs went and signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yep. Which I saw a meme. Um, the thing that Twitter is good for is the memes. Yeah. <laughs> and they had the guys like looking over his shoulder with this perplexed eye look and he said, this is the guy that sews the names on the back of jerseys. Because <laughs> they have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. Valdez-Scantling. And Smith Schuster. Yeah. Like, what the? Yeah. I'm going to need some more thread. According to market unhyphenated names. <laughs> oh, man. So um, you're probably going to get to see what Cordero Patterson used more as a, uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill used as more of a Cordell Patterson, Debo Samuel type role. I don't think so. He's too small for that. He won't take good hit. He won't be good doing that. Oh, but he's got that big reverse thing that he always uh, does, you know. I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 it depends on what Miami does, I guess. Offensively, they, they are they are in the mold of that kind of team. So maybe, maybe the sad part of this, even with the trade of Ty, for Tyreek Hill, the adding of Chase Edmonds, and everything else that they did, Miami is still the third best team in their division. We were kind of talking about this at the production meeting this morning, too. I mean, they're behind Buffalo and New England still. But all these deals made to make these AFC teams better, mm. it's going to suck when a bunch of those teams miss the playoffs. Yeah. Because well, it's, it's, there's it, not enough playoff spots for all these It's an arms race for those guys over there. Now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like in the NBA when the, the East, where the Bucks were, right. was mediocre yeah and the west was phenomenal it's like well if you're the bucks you only got to go through three teams if you're i mean these you got to go through eight teams uh our next story deals with tom brady continuing to be the attention whore that he is (laughs) when he unretired to return to the tampa bay buccaneers he just cannot stand not having the spotlight on him his return to the team puts the buccaneers into salary cap hell well again as we said before if he if he's it, even gonna be there, well, if there's even really a salary cap, <laughs> right? There's no way they're gonna be able to go into this season with the same collection of old slow veterans that they had the last two years. Um, Dominic and Sue, gone. JPP, gone. Uh, Fournette they resigned. Mm-hmm. Jones still not signed. I think. Did they sign him? Let me check. I think no. I don't think he signed there. I think he signed somewhere else. But there's no way that they get all those guys. Well, obviously. Uh, secondary, still questionable at best. Best guess is that Tom came back. This is, and this is the part that's going to piss off all these guys that did resign when Tom Brady unretired. That the story is out there now. That Tom Brady came back in order to have him get traded away to one of the two teams that he really wants to be with. And that being San Francisco in the NFC. Or Miami in the AFC. And uh, if that happens, the Tampa Bay fans are going to see what everybody else has seen throughout this douchebag's career. Okay, can I give you this? Sure. 
The Kansas City Chiefs are set to add another weapon to their offense. According to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, the Chiefs are set to sign former Tampa Bay running ba- uh, Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones after a successful visit with the team. The folks at Arrowhead Live reported on Friday that Jones has agreed to terms, and now we know that the pen has hit paper on a deal between the two sides. Wow. So now that Breaking means, news. Okay, so that Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones... And who are the other? Don't they have two other guys there too? Well, just Ronald Jones at this point. But I thought Kansas City had two other guys. No, no, no. no? Like that other guy you named is not a real running back. So, oh Lord, here we go. No, they. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Williams, the guy that they had. He's signed somewhere else. Yeah, he was in Chicago last year. I screwed that up. No, I thought there was there, there, there was two Williamses. There was Daryl oh, and Prest- oh Daryl and and then Damian. Yeah, yeah Damian was gone. Okay. Daryl Williams was there. Yeah, I think he's gone now. Okay. Yeah. Here, there, everywhere. Yeah, I know. So when you think of Tom Brady from now on, think LeBron James with a different shaped ball. Ooh. A guy that can't win anything on his own, but needs to go places and require the team to sign all these super studs. Right? Done. Done with Tom Brady. Done. Done. Well, what, you've been done with Tom Brady for 10 oh, years. God. <laughs> the Browns, after being considered out of the running for Deshaun Watson, stunned everyone by making a trade for the quarterback. The team has given up three first-round picks and two additional picks. The Browns also guaranteed Will Watson a five-year, $240 million contract. Now, that's a lot to give up for a guy who is going to likely miss a certain number of games once the NFL gets off their asses and suspends him for player conduct. Well, don't don't you think <laughs> don't you think that the NFL is going to do something severe because basically Cleveland Thunder knows at the league said, you know, well, we know you're going to get suspended the first year, so we're going to make your first year salary a million dollars. million dollars yeah. because then, that's what his loss of pay yeah. is going to be based off of. Yeah, so then when your when your game checks come out, they'll, you know, they won't really matter. But over the long haul, you're getting guaranteed money and yeah. you're not going to get fined on the money that you're getting. Also, I learned, do not think that just because the grand jury decided not to indict Watson, mm-hmm. as we learned this week, that he will never face criminal prosecution or any other, for any of the events related to a habit of pursuing massage therapists via social media <laughs> and having some of the, those encounters turn in, turn sexual. It may not be the case. And we learned that this week when they took it in front of a second grand jury who decided not to uh, pursue charges. And like from what I said, complaints can be presented to a grand jury again, as long as statute of limitations doesn't run out. Okay. That jeopardy only attaches after a jury is seated. When, when does the statute of limitations run out on um, hiring a <laughs> massage therapist? Well, <laughs> the second problem for Deshaun Watson might be federal. Oh? Did you hear that uh, they could get involved if, if the federal government believes that Watson specifically paid to bring someone across state lines for the purpose of sexual encounters? Oh, forget They're not going to ever prove that. Well, find out is where where was Misty from? Oh, yeah, but, she's from Mississippi. But, but he, they don't have to. They they have to prove that he brought him over for for sexual, not for um, a massage that turned sexual. Misty from Mississippi, are you available Thursday at four o'clock for a massage? <laughs> I'm here in Kansas City. 
or I'm here in Houston. Oh. I was also uh, amazed to see how the opinions of the sports talking heads changed so drastically once a trade happened. Remember last season, the sports talking heads saying, oh my God, the Dolphins should be immediately trading for Watson. They were talking about how foolish the Texans were for forcing Watson to sit out all season. And now that Watson actually has been traded, these same talking heads all of a sudden become overly moral and anti-Deshaun Watson. I mean, I spent all weekend reading tweets here again. I may have to get off Twitter. I just might. A little too addicting. (laughs) All these tweets from the sports talking heads lamenting how the Cleveland Browns didn't do any due diligence on Watson and how could they possibly trade for this guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And with that being said, it isn't likely... Uh, it isn't like they are incorrect with their statements. I just want to know how come all of a sudden yeah, this showed up that. Well, they weren't getting any traction the other way. So it's like, okay, how can we twist this a little bit? <laughs> oh boy. So fantasy ramifications. Are you thinking he's suspended? Oh, absolutely. Uh, minimum he'll get a six games because. That's what Roethlisberger got. Okay. Uh, and nothing and that was, was one person, right? And, and nothing was ever, I don't think anything was ever actually um, adjudicated against him. I think it was just they decided to do it. Yep. And then I think he ended up paying the girl off. And to be fair, if the white guy gets it. Yeah. That's, that's you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it can't be more than six games because that would be prejudice. Exactly. So It'd be racist. That's right. So with that likely coming down to Pike, yep, the Cleveland Browns are going to need a contract or need a quarterback. And, and the and, thought is, and what you said to me at, at the, the the production meeting this morning, yeah, kind of blew me away. I'm like, oh my god! So they they signed Jacoby Brissett, yeah, and they're talking or. Again, the sports talking heads are talking that they're going to keep Baker Mayfield around to fill in while Deshaun Watson sits out and Jacoby will be the backup. I, I want to be a fly in the room <laughs> when they have that conversation <laughs> with Baker. You know, uh, Baker, um, we, we don't want you to start for us, but God, we'd love to have you come in and be our backup. <laughs> but for the, the first six weeks while Deshaun's out. But, you know, you got to be an adult about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he wasn't a enough of a prick the last years in the league <laughs> yeah with the team oh, uh, i i find that i find that humorous i mean but I, only in the nfl could a team do something like that and think they'd get away with it yeah no but now this has shown because did you hear you heard bake when they made the deal for for uh watson baker sent out an instagram post just talking about how he how sad he was and this and that and he's upset and well he's got to move out of the stadium now yeah gotta move out of the stadium change that access code to the- yeah. <laughs> alice cooper won't be dropping by anymore <laughs> damn but i mean this kind of shows the difference between baker mayfield and tua because last year again last year tua was gonna get cut or traded to yep. Houston for Deshaun Watson if if everybody had their way. Yeah. And Tua took it like a man, stood up as tall as he could, which was what, five six, five nine. Stop it. 
5'10". Stop it. He's an inch taller than Murray. <laughs> but he stood up as tall as he could and took it like a man and showed that he's the quarterback for the team, right? Baker Mayfield. Well, he he won over the coach. Yes. So maybe the coach ought to be suing him. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. I can't wait. This is going to be a fun year. It's Yeah. It's going to be wild. Finally, in the... This is perfect segment. The NFL is being infiltrated by PETA. Did you hear about this? No. That's right. The crying and whining people for the ethical treatment of animals is asking the NFL to change the name of one of their personal fowls. Oh, for God's sakes. PETA has asked the NFL to change the name of the horse collar tackle penalty because horses are offended by this because the animal rights organization said it makes light of using tight harnesses to exploit horses for labor how does it make light of <laughs> i don't know they're not joking around know. it's a this, penalty this is people that eat kale for a living uh, i guess their brain isn't shooting off at 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. peter wants it wants the nfl to change the name to the goodell grab the back collar tackle, or the Roy Williams tackle. <laughs> My thought is this. Just go away. Yes. And worry about... Uh, the long-eared the long bats. <laughs> yes, exactly. Worry about trying to make kale taste better. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Leave football to the adults. Hey, I know how to make kale taste better. Just do it Don't eat Doing a lot of butter. <laughs> Ooh, that's an animal product. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and with that, the news is done, everybody, and it's time to... But hold on, hold on. Uh -oh. I, I, have, I have one little thing I want to throw in. Okay. I, I didn't know if you'd have this or not, All right. but I wanted to throw this in. Um, did you happen to read about the um, number of quarterbacks that have gathered together to throw the football around? And they're you know making it, making it known that there's a ex-NFL quarterback who should have a place in the league. and Oh, is this the Colin Kaepernick stuff? Yeah. Where he had uh, uh, Kyler or Tyler Lockett. He was throwing with Tyler Lockett. But there was a bunch of other quarterbacks there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, are we going to make this a thing? And he's, and he's wearing his Kunta Kinte shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I heard about this. And I'm like, okay, I don't want Tyler Lockett on my team. Yeah. Well, he's one of the guys that are talking about the package trading for. Yeah, no. Know. Well, uh, and, and Pete Carroll keeps opening his mouth saying, oh, yeah, yeah Colin Kaepernick should be on a team. Colin Kaepernick should be on a team. It's like, well, you need a quarterback. Exactly. You have no quarterback. Um, but, but he's not going to sign him. No. Nobody's going to sign him. I don't know how old he is. He's in his 30s. I mean. He hasn't played for, what, five years? Uh, five well, or six? Let me do my little research <laughs> thing. <laughs> and while he does that, it's time for our rankings of the now that the uh the rookie combines are done we usually do this we we rank our quarterbacks running backs and receivers as where we think they they rank for fantasy drafts and uh this year seeing as how the quarterback class is extremely thin we are going to do both running backs and quarterbacks since there's really only five quarterbacks to talk about I'm pretty sure it was five years. 
I got sick. Six? Okay. I got I I I walked it out to six. It was, it was when they made the comparison to Baker Mayfield. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. And and the number seven guy on the list was uh, Jack Cohn. Oh. I'm like, no, he I'm, doesn't count either. No, no, I'm done. I'm 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 done doing that. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna go through our quarterbacks first. Starting, I did five. You did five because that's really all there is, right? 2016. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's almost seven years. Yeah. Wow. How time flies when we're having fun. Exactly. <laughs> so we've been dealing with kneeling at, uh, during the National Anthem for seven years almost? And 2016. Damn. All right. Did you do five quarterbacks? Six. You did six? All right. I'll uh, let you start with number six because I only did five. Oh, okay. Uh, my number six is Carson Strong. Nevada product, age 22, six foot four, 215. Projects as a mid-round pick. Uh, in two, uh, 2021, he had 70% completion rate, 4,186 yards, 36 TDs, eight interceptions, and this was my favorite stat of all the quarterbacks. <laughs> Minus 208 yards rushing. Oh, well, you know, in, in college, quarterbacks get dinged for sacks. I know. Under rushing I, I just I just found that hilarious. I'm like... I'm like, that, that must be a typo. I'm like, that can't be right. That's Barry Sanders in the playoffs. <laughs> but his comparison, his his uh, the player that he compares to, according to, um, oh, shoot, Sportnot. Yeah, Sportnot. Sportnot okay. is, the, is the resource I used. Um, they compare him to Ben Roethlisberger. Really? Yeah. Well, Ben Roethlisberger probably had 200 minus yeah. rushing yards. Oh, too. no, actually... When Ben was young, he was actually pretty spry. He yeah. was he was like John John Denver, but he wasn't I young mean, very LA. long. <laughs> no, he, he was not. He wasn't yeah, John L. Um, number five for me, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Okay, six foot three, two hundred eleven pounds, and let, let's just face it, he has a lot of issues with passing the accuracy and ball placement, and hopefully, those can be corrected with him being drafted into the right situation. Uh, Ritter does, however, have the ability to process what he sees quickly and makes throws to all three levels of the field. He does look to win from the pocket first, but defenses will also need to account for his speed, which was recorded at 4.52 and 40. That's fast. He's got big hands. (laughs) Unlike my number one guy. Yeah. (laughs) Number five for you? Well, number uh, Desmond Ritter is my number three guy. Really? Yeah, and his, his, his comp is actually Dak Prescott. Okay. So I I found that interesting. Okay. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. My number five is Sam Howell, North Carolina, age 21, six foot one, uh, projects as a mid-round selection. He completed 62.5% of his passes in 2021, uh, 3,056 yards, 24 TDs with nine interceptions, 828 rushing yards, and 11 more TDs. He compares to the NFL player Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm like, oh. Except for the attitude. So he's immature, I guess, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I have Sam Howell at four, and and uh, he started off the season as one of the Heisman front runners for yes. Carolina. Yeah. And that quickly uh, changed Yeah, as his passing numbers declined each year when North Carolina skill position players departed for the NFL. Yep. Uh, the big, po- biggest positive that I heard about Howell is that he is arguably the best deep passer in this year's draft class. And I, 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 you know, I think we talked about this last time, but I mentioned the um, pro day for um, Malik Willis. Yeah, he threw seventy-two passes. Yes, 
one of them hit the ground. Every right. other one was one. caught. Yes, but they were all, it was Twitter. Was also the people on there were saying too. It's like everybody really throws good against air. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, to, to th- seventy-two passes and only one hit in the ground—that's uh, yeah, that's good. It's you good. Got good receiver. I mean, again, he's throwing the ball. He's yes. arcing the ball. Yes. And there was actually a receiver. I wish I could remember what school he went to. Went to a a bigger school. Okay. Passed on his pro day. Literally left his pro day to drive to where Malik Willis was having his pro day yeah. so he could catch passes from him. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm like, that's that. Mm. Back to Sam Howell. <laughs> his mobility allows him to extend plays, and he rushed for, like you said, 828 yards, 11 touchdowns, both of which ranked top seven in the ACC last season. And uh, he had 65 forced missed tackles which is the most by a power five quarterback since 2014. So number four for me, Sam Howell. Okay. You're number four. My number four is Matt Carell from Ole Miss. 23 years old, another six foot one guy, 205 pounds. Uh, current projection is a day two pick. His stats were six, uh, 67.6% completion percentage, 3,343 passing yards, 20 TDs, five interceptions. 614 rushing yards and 11 TDs. Matt Carell's NFL player comparison. Mitch Trubisky with a better arm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to hear those things. I know. Number three for me, Malik Willis, Liberty. 6'1", 219 pounds. People may think that uh, Kenny Pickett's the number one guy on the board. And I do too. Uh, Pickett has the highest floor. But... Uh, They're saying that Willis has the highest ceiling. He did not run at the combine, but we all know from watching in college that he has elite speed. Are you doing your number three? My number three, yeah. Yeah, we just did four. I know. So so Malik Willis is your number three? Yes. I have Matt Corral. I'm going to say you must have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Sorry. I thought like, I'm like, I I thought it was so obvious. Those were the number one. I'm like, no, you must have skipped the guy. Okay. Sorry. Um, He's got elite speed, which is in today's NFL, sadly, is just as important as his ability to throw the ball. He's competent right now at throwing the ball and can only improve with proper coaching. He's going to need to improve his consistency, accuracy, and touch as a passer. And even with those needed improvements in the passing games, he impressed during on-field drills at the Combine and... You get the intangibles that don't show up at the combine, but instead show up when the cameras are not watching. <laughs> and that was his off the field character from the viral video during the combine in which he was giving some of his clothes away to a homeless guy in Indianapolis. It's the stuff you do when people aren't watching, as they say. Or you don't think people. Nowadays, you know somebody's watching. There's but- <laughs> cameras everywhere. <laughs> That's right. Number three for you. Number three for me was Desmond Ritter. Uh, reason he's three over the other two guys. Um, a corral and howl is this he's six foot four 215 pounds he's got the body to be that's me well not the 215 pounds but six four (laughs) so i mean it it it, i don't know i'm i'm growing fonder and fonder of the guy although they're they're saying he's going to be a late first round or a day two select or late first or a um day two selection okay so 
yeah. you know, you know <laughs> not, not like he's going to light the world on fire, but I mean, I still, I still like him. I, I liked him when he was in college in Cincinnati, but. And who would you say his comp was? Was it um, Ben Roethlisberger? No, no. Ritter is um, Dak Prescott. Oh, okay. Uh, my number two uh, is the guy that you had at number four, I believe, Matt Corral, Mississippi. Correct. Uh, he throws it with a quick release and has above average arm strength. Dual threat skills allow him to evade pressure and extend plays or be a weapon on designed runs. The only downfall was the injury that he suffered during Mississippi's bowl game this year, although it seems like he is going to be 100% come training camp, and that did show up when he was doing his pro day, where he also lit up the air defender in a little domed practice facility they were throwing in. Yeah. My number two, Matt Corral. My number two is Malik Willis, Liberty, 22 years old, six foot one, two twenty five. So even though some of the other guys were six foot one, they were all barely two hundred pounds. This yeah. guy's two twenty five. He's solid. Um, He's a big boy. Yeah, his current draft projection is first round pick. Uh, his stats from two thousand twenty one were sixty. See, this is where you worry a little bit. Sixty one percent, sixty one point one percent completion rate. 2,857 passing yards, 27 TDs, 12 interceptions, 878 rushing yards, and 13 TDs. His uh, player comp from the NFL is Jalen Hurts with a bigger arm. Mm. Well, that's good. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm like Hurts is, is a is a dyna- or a, a, a fantasy football phenom yeah. because he puts up so many rushing yards, but he can't throw the ball away. Yeah, so, not yet. So we'll see. Yeah. Which makes our number one guy, Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh, 6'3", 217 is what I have him listed as. Yep. He was a four-year starter for Pittsburgh. He broke Dan Marino's school record and Deshaun Watson's ACC record for most passing touchdowns in a season, 42, and cut down his interceptions to just seven in 2021. Some teams are going to have problems with his hand size for some reason, as we heard all day long when... When the measurement was taken during the combine. Oh, he can't play in cold weather. Um, Pittsburgh's in cold weather, just so you know. And he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. The other negative for Pittsburgh for Pickett is that he is an older prospect who will be turning 24 before training camp starts. The positives include good arm strength and mobility. He also throws well on the move, and he can move quickly through his progressions. He's probably the only prospect in the draft that is going to be able to start on day one if necessary. Can he pick at number one? Do you think he's going to Seattle? Ooh, I don't know. That, all, this is when all the crazy shit happens. That, where that, that, I think teams this move up. And, this is going to be an interesting draft. Yeah, I think because yeah. Um, and just, I'll just throw in this: uh, Kenny Pickett's NFL player comparison, a slightly more athletic Kirk Cousins. So he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and be a 500 quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's it for quarterbacks, people. We move now to the running backs. I got 10. How many do you have? Well, I got a tie. I have uh, 23. Holy no, I'm only, do- I'm only doing top 10. Okay. I just did enough. Because of- okay. as I was telling you at the, at the um, production meeting. Yeah. I They're found all the same person. I found out that yeah, after the first two guys, yeah, and even now I'm finding out that the, the the second guy might be interchangeable. The one guy is the one guy, pretty much all the, all over across the board, except for those people trying to get clicks. Should we see if we're right? 
My guy's from Iowa State. My guy, oh yeah, my guy's from Iowa State. Okay, too. good. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody else is interchangeable, but there's like, there's like Brees Hall, yeah. then there's two or three guys that are considered the next tier. Yeah. And there are like 20 guys after that that are all in the same tier. So, and, and some of the comparisons are pretty good. I mean, some of them are kind of funny, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that as we get to that. My number 10 guy, Pierre Strong, South Dakota State, 5'11", 205 pounds. Uh, good athlete with good straight line speed while showing good body control as a runner. He's a definite threat in space when he gets the ball on a check down. He is physical and willing in pass protection, but should be better in this regard with pro coaching. He will not be a back who breaks many tackles or a back who consistently creates when nothing's there. He will be a change of pace back or a complimentary back, which is why he's number 10. I got to call you out on this one. Uh Oh, South Dakota state. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. 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 There is always that question, (laughs) but uh, I actually Pierre strong is my number nine. Okay. Um, they, they say he has blazing straight lane speed, uh, doesn't quite jump off the screen from a size standpoint. His player comp is Justice Hill. Ooh. Uh, I mean, Justice Hill was pretty well thought of, but he <laughs> got into B- Baltimore and got behind everybody and hasn't ever done anything since. Well, that is correct. All right. Oh, my number 10. I'm sorry. My temp- number 10 is James Cook. Uh Georgia pass catching specialist with blazing speed and space likely won't have much of a role as a runner in the NFL. His player comp is um, either Naheem Hines or a compact Cordell Patterson. Okay. So I'm like, you know, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. They're not bad guys. Number nine for me, Jerome Ford, Cincinnati, 5'11", 220. You're going to notice a little uh, thing about all these guys. They're all about the same size. Exactly. (laughs) For no-nonsense runner that showcases good vision, power, and decision-making with the football. While he's a bigger back, Ford has a second gear and he frequently breaks pursuit angles and runs away from defenders. That's good. Mm -hmm. While he has the makings of an outstanding back and pass protection, he needs to improve his ability to diagnose and respond. He's going to be probably more of a 1A, 1B type back that will be used primarily as a short yardage guy. Jerome Ford, number nine. He's he's my number eight. Since I've already done my number nine, is Pierre Strong. Okay. He's my number eight. Um, they say he profiles more as a third down option, mm-hmm. and the player comp for him is No. Sean Marino. Oh, Denver. Well, Marino was good for a couple of years. Yeah, and then but, he just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number eight for me, Hassan Haskins, Michigan, six one two twenty. Haskins physical grinding approach. Uh, he wears down opposing defenses. He's journeyed to the defensive side of the football and back, committing to convert to defense during his redshirt freshman season before being pulled back to play running back in 2019. Uh, he had a significant role in pass protection on his resume as well, and the very least you know he could handle a number of roles for you early on. He's likely going to be a featured running back with someone if they need him, but uh, not at the beginning. Hassan Haskins, eight. He's, he's my number 19. Uh, say he has prototype size, but isn't going to blow you away with speed, doesn't profile as anything more than a complimentary back in the NFL. His player comp is Dare 
Ogungabawale. Oh, from Wisconsin. Yes. So I, I had to keep him in there because I thought that was, <laughs> you know. Uh, and my, no, we went, what are we going to, seven? Or are we no, going, you're, you got to do your eight. Well, my eight was Jerome Ford. Oh, then go to seven, sure. Okay, so seven is Kevin Harris from South Carolina. And this literally, this is what they wrote. A big boy who runs angry but isn't going to run away from anyone. Well, has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, figures to be more of a uh, committee back. His player comp is Mike Davis. Oh. So, again, the guy that was a starter for a period of time. Yeah. Number seven for me, Kyron Williams, Notre Dame, 5'9", 199. He's an all-around running back who should provide his NFL team with plenty of value on three downs at the next level. Best skills may ironically come on passing downs. He's a former wide receiver at high school level, and those talents are quite evident in watching him as a pass catcher. He was an excellent pass protection, showing excellent vision to identify pressure opportunities. This is surprising considering he doesn't carry the kind of frame that you would want from someone that has that ability. Uh, he'll be a third down back and backfield by committee guy playing in his own heavy rushing scheme. He runs harder than his size, but he by me, by no means is a power running back. Kyron Williams. Uh, he's he's number 18 on my list. But I want to say this is this is the this is why I say there's so many guys in this group. Okay. He rates as high as number four on some people's lists. Okay. And like I said, I got him at number 18. Okay. So there's a big pool there. Who's his comp? Uh, well, this, I want to say this. He, they say he's a strong pass-catching back who can hold his own as a runner. He's on the small side and doesn't wow you with athleticism. And then his player comp yeah. is Austin Eckler oh. and Michael Carter. Okay. So Who's I'm like, there's... I'm like, wait a minute. Is he is he small and doesn't wow you with athleticism, or is he at Austin Eckler and <laughs> Michael Carter? Austin Eckler, who's one of the top ten running backs right. taken in fantasy football. I know. I'm. I'm so, he, like I said, these things are all for running wow. backs this year. It's all over the place. All right, your number six. My number six. Brian Robinson, Alabama. Where, where, where have you heard this before? Bigger back, <laughs> who, <laughs> who's not the same type of player as the his former teammate Najee Harris. Lacks big playability, but is capable of being a short yardage specialist. His player comp is Alfred Blue. Oh my God, Tennessee. Yeah. No, Houston. Uh, or both. No, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Both. Uh, my number six, you already went over James Cook, Georgia. Okay. He is the brother of Vikings running back, Delvin Cook, and they reportedly share similar running styles. Yeah. So there's a comp. But he's not as big. <laughs> That's the problem. Change of pace back for much of his career at Georgia and finally got an extended role this past season as a, as a senior. Overall athleticism, considering his size, is good. And he has good vision to take what is there. Not a very physical and won't break very many tackles. He also lacks top-end speed. He's going to be used mainly as a change of pace back at best. Okay. Number six that? for you. Who is that? James Cook. You okay, had him. okay, yeah, yeah. In your top 10. Number, uh, no, I already did my number six, right? I did Brian yep. Robinson. So number five? Yep. Okay. Number five for me is Zamir White uh, from Georgia. He's an early down back with the ability to run between the tackles. Suffered two torn ACLs in his playing career. His player comp is Trey Sermon. Oh, which, San Francisco. Yeah, which 
Hopefully he doesn't get hurt as much. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. I have I have a white at number five too, but mine's Rashad White. Ah. Arizona State, six one two oh five. Two sport athlete in junior college prior to going to Arizona State. Uh he's a patient runner with a good second gear in the open field. He's being called a dual threat back in space and excels as a pass catcher. As for negatives, he doesn't run with great pad level, and he has an upright running style, which causes him to work harder to win it in the leverage battle. Now, if he can do that the way Derrick Henry does, that's a good thing. Yes. Uh, he'll most likely start out as a third down receiving back in a zone-oriented offense. Okay, number four for you. Number four for me is Rashad White. Oh, okay. Um, I will say this. This is what they say about him. Despite having good size, plays more like a satellite back. His player comp is Kenyon Drake. Oh. So can have some moments. One of the forgotten Alabama yes. guys. Yeah. Number four for me, Kenneth Walker the third, Michigan State, 5'9 to 11. Spent most of his college career at Wake Forest, where he played as a depth player in a non-traditional pro offense. When he transferred to Michigan State, he was able to play in a starring role in the backfield where he accelerated as a lead back. He has shown the ability to play many different schemes, making him best suited as an early down feature back in an offense that uses multiple backfield alignments. Kenneth Walker, the third. We're three for you. Uh, number three for me is Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M. Uh, he's a three down back who won't wow you with speed. Where have we heard this before? <laughs> but does everything you want to consistently move the chains. His player comps are Arian Foster. Oh, that's not bad. And A.J. Dillon. That's not bad at all. Yeah, he's a banger, so. Okay. Um, I had Brian Robinson at number three. I have Isaiah Spiller at number two, six foot, 217. Um, as part of AM, Spiller played a very competitive SEC. He's a north-south runner with outstanding size and the ability to run with excellent power. And despite that north-south running style, he still has very good vision as a runner, and he is patient attacking the hole in the offensive line. So if you're looking for somebody with top-end speed, as you said, yeah, not the guy. <laughs> a lot of these guys are not that guy. <laughs> but he does offer some short area quickness. He also covers a lot of ground with his long stride. Doesn't offer much as a receiver other than quick outs, wheels, and screens. He needs worse on, work on pass blocking. Okay. Your number two. My number two is Kenneth Walker, who you already pre previewed. Yep. Uh, powerful and explosive as a runner. Walker proved he can handle a big workload at the college level after three years at um, Wake Forest. Then he switched over to uh, Michigan. Yeah. And, or Michigan State. Yep. And became, well, had a big blowout year this year. Yeah. And, and um, he was in running for Heisman too for a while. Yep. He was very lightly used in the passing game, and his player comps are Willie Parker and Cam Akers. Willie Parker, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Smaller guy. Yeah. I forgot who he Didn't was. Didn't do much. I can't remember who he was in the – well, he did for like three years. He was in the backfield with somebody else yeah. and split time, and then the, that guy went away and he became – Was was it the other guy from Michigan State, Le'Veon uh, Bell? No, it wasn't Bell. It was somebody. It was Before a, that? Yeah. We'll get one of our crack staff on that. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I'll get a text later on today. <laughs> it was this guy. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I want to say, was it not Rashad Mendenhall? Um, it's a guy with a name kind of like that, I think. I could be wrong. Oh, you know what? Let me. Yeah. 
Let me do a little research. Save the work for yeah, our yeah. producers. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what I can do. While you do that, I'll give you my number one because he's the same as yours. Brees Hall, Iowa State, six one two twenty. Enters the twenty twenty draft process as one of the most accomplished running backs in recent history. Over Hall's tenure at Iowa State, he has amassed nearly four thousand rushing yards in three years. He's a patient runner that allows holes to fully develop before he hits them. And when in the hole, Hall has the burst and top speed to take the play the distance. He should be best suited as a back in a zone scheme that takes advantage of his natural patient running style. My number one running back for you drafters out there in Dynasty, Brees Hall. And I have a little uh, tidbit of news for you. Okay. You know, Dan has the number one pick in Dynasty. Oh, okay. And you can expect Brees Hall to be off the board. Well, it would only make sense. Yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> I already I already duped Dan in a trade earlier this week, so. Yeah, so you can't do it again? <laughs> no, it doesn't mean I can't. <laughs> I might not want to. It seems unfair. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to look up the 2004 um, Steelers, because that's when Willie Parker st- was started with a team. Okay. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I don't know what to look under. I mean. Uh, I wish I had my phone. I uh, well, wait, I, I, have, I have a Google machine right in front of me while you oh, give me some more information on Brees oh, Hall. Okay. Well, Brees Hall is, um, yeah, now I got to, now I got to go back and find my stupid stuff. Okay. Got it. Uh, big athletic and fast Hall ticks every box you want from a top flight running back. He's also more than, than capable of handling his own as a receiver. If there's a knock, it's his lack of burst. Okay. Where have we heard this? <laughs> uh, but his, he, and, and again, I will say this. For all these guys that they're knocking because he, they're not, quote, unquote, fast, uh-huh. these are all big running backs mo- for the most part. These guys are big guys. They're, they're I forget what they call it, the, 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 when they comp them size, weight to size, speed okay. ratio. All right. These guys are all pretty good. All of them are pretty good. Um. But anyway, he's he's more than capable of handling the his own as a receiver. If there's a knock, it's that he doesn't have a, he's a lack of burst, but he tends to leverage his patience. Sounds like Le'Veon Bell. Player comps are Najee Harris, and I didn't make this up. A taller Chris Carson. <laughs> like okay, I don't know what that means, but. Uh, <laughs> Let's oh, let's just hope they let's just hope they're being nice to him. Oh, I can't hear starters roster. Oh, you got it for the. Let's hope so. Well, that's 2014 though. You need 2007 or 2000. Oh, 2004. I forgot what I said. Now <laughs> it's very very exciting. Two, yeah, he was he was a Steeler running back from 2004 to 2009. Okay. Okay. While we do that. Oh, here we go. It flushes right up. Or doesn't flush up, but... Oh, shoot. What do we need? Uh, Rosters. We need... Uh, flip flip up. Oh, slow down, slow down. Uh-huh. Conversion, rushing Jerome receiver. Bettis. Fucking Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Uh, how many games? 15, 941 yards. Yeah, this is when Jerome was and on... Deuce his, Staley. That's when Jerome was on his downward spiral. Yeah, Deuce Daly, Antoine Randall L was receiver. Try uh, this is two thousand one, four. Try two thousand four, two thousand seven. Okay, 
Because I'm thinking that's more like when he was the primary. The primary guy? Yeah. he, he, but he, he only, thought he was? He was only the guy for a couple of years. But he was good when he was good. Yep. 2007. Let's see what we got. We have, have Willie Parker. That's the guy. Willie Parker. Well, that's the guy. That's what we're talking about. But who's the other? He flipped. Keep, keep going down. Keep Here. going down. Najee Davenport. Davenport. That's the guy. Najee Davenport was good for a Before couple years. Before he became the mad crapper in Green Bay. Yeah. Or what? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He started in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The mad crapper. Pittsburgh had so many running backs. That's when they. That's why they <laughs> traded Harris to uh, Najee Harris to the Packers because uh, they had so many guys at the time. There you go. It's time to go get a drink and talk to our fantasy girl. And this is where we meet our fantasy girl every other week in the club. And uh, we got to thank our co-host, Wayne. Oh, is this the gal from... For the uh, suggestion. From the Batman? Is this from the Batman? Zoe? Oh, I don't remember. We uh, we go to the fantasy girl. Your chance to look at a, ah. a beautiful woman and learn something about her. And, you know, again, this all started at the beginning 30 years ago when I started the fantasy football league. <laughs> no one was reading the stuff I mailed out. So the only way to fix that was... So, so you slipped this in so that I, I started paying attention. Started off as cheerleader of the week. <laughs> and it moved to this because I quickly ran out of cheerleaders. <laughs> it was the only way I could get the guys to read the whole gazette. Oh, my God. Spend all that time putting it together <laughs> mailing it out. And, and it's lasted for 30 years. See? 30 years, Zoe Kravitz. Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com. This is um, this is Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Yeah, and Lisa Bonet. I, oh, God. I I got you. I got you covered on this. Let me, let me, yeah, go ahead. She's, uh, you can check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com on the Fantasy Girl page. Zoe Zoe Isabella Kravitz, born December 1st, 1988 in Venice, California. American actress, singer, and model and daughter of actor-musician Lenny Kravitz and actress Lisa Bonet. Zoe made her acting debut in the romantic comedy film No Reservations, 2007. Her breakthrough came... Oh, it is the Batman. It is the Catwoman on Batman. Her breakthrough came with while um, with portraying Angel Salvador in the superhero film X-Men First Class, 2011, which earned her nominations for a Teen Choice Award and a Scream Award. She rose to prominence playing Christina in the Diversion series, oh. 2014 to 2016, and Letta Lestrange in the Fantastic Beasts film series. Is that the um, spinoff of the uh, Harry Potter thing? I'd, I'd have to care about Harry Potter. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I don't know. Fantastic Maybe. Beasts and Where You Find Them or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. all right. Kravitz attended Miami Country Day School and Rudolph Steiner School in Manhattan, graduating in 2007. She left college after a year and moved to Brooklyn, New York, to work in films. She struggled with anorexia and bulimia throughout high school until around the age of 24. She was still in high school at 24? No, no. She struggled with oh. high school until 24. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought... She struggled with high school because yeah. until she was 24. She struggled with bulimia and Just saying. anorexia. Artist kids, you never know. I mean... <laughs> They're always trying to learn. I know. <laughs> in 2016, Kravitz began, began a relationship with actor Carl Glussman. 
no idea who that is. Mm. She revealed in an interview published in October 2018 that she became engaged in February of that year. The two were married at Kravitz's father's home in Paris on June 29th, uh, 2019. So there's a lot of money in bad music. I guess. There you go. In December 2020, Kravitz filed for divorce from Glussman, <laughs> and the divorce was finalized in August of 2021. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't get along. We got to spend tough. too much time together. It's tough. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, the Californian actress, singer, and model, stands five foot two inches tall. Wow. Short. Yep. Like Kyle, Kyler Murray. Yeah. She wears, or she has dark brown hair and brown eyes. She weighs 112 pounds and wears a size six dress. Six to 100, or six, five, one. Five, two. Five, two, 112 pounds, or 212 yeah. pounds, 112 no, pounds. 112 pounds. 112. Yeah, 200, shit, you <laughs> look like me. <laughs> oh, okay. You start with the waist? Yeah, this is, this one's a little tough. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 24. Close enough. 25. Oh, really? Okay. She is a little thicker. <laughs> a whole inch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the, on the skinniest part of your body, it's, you know, <laughs> an inch. Um, Chest. Uh, 30. I want to say 34. That's exactly correct. She's a 32B, but a 34 chest. And hips. And again, we don't have any back shots, but let's no. just let's just let's just play with it. Okay, I'm gonna go 35. That's exactly correct. 34, 25, 35. Oh, Zoe Kravitz, your fantasy girl of the week. That's forgot, it for the show. I, I forgot she was the Batwoman or the Catwoman. The Catwoman. Yeah, I haven't seen the Batman. I heard it was three hours, and it didn't need to be three hours. It's a three-hour movie. I watched it last week. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I, I. I it's it's a completely different portrayal. I heard it's of, always raining. Batman. Is it always raining? Well, it's it's kind of is in most of the Batmans. It's it's always kind of inclement. Dank, yeah, it's gray. inclement. It's well, let's see. We got to have a cave motif, but we can't oh, always be yeah, in the cave. I guess that's right. You know, so it's always yeah. dark, and it's yes. always you know, yeah. yeah. So, but no, it's it's I I I enjoyed it. It 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 took Catwoman in a different direction. Okay. It took Batman in a different direction. Yes. It took it definitely. Um, Joker? No, the guy that played the penguin. Um, he's a he's a famous actor. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> not Will Ferrell. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. The I'll, penguin. He, he, he come. He, I'll look it up because it'll say the penguin on here. It'll give All me right. the. While you're doing that, I'm going to go over next show. That would be awesome. News and notes. Another fantasy girl. Did did we give update on the um oh the, on the on the contest? Yes. No, should we do that quick? That would be a that would be a good thing. All the people that were listening for all this time. Yeah, like when are they going to get to the stinking contest? <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, and, and we want them to play, so it's it's One, important. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of red. Four, five, I'm six. Brad. I am seeing a lot of red people. Brad from Fairborn, Ohio. Has seven. He's seven and 15 so far. Wow. Seven's good. Or no, I'm sorry. Six and six of 15. Six of 15. So that's what? Almost 
It's almost a third. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. He is our leader by, I think, at least two or three. Oh, he's... he's So he's running away with it. He's trying to put the lock on it. Yeah. But there's there's some there. Well, there, there's room for people. There's a few more teams left that exactly need quarterbacks that, to yep. throw it off. Exactly. I I like that. So who how are the how are the ladies doing? Ladies, uh, one two. Okay, one of them has three. Leader has six. The other one has one two two, and our third one has one two three. So they're uh, three behind. Ooh, two closest are three behind. Brad's got it. Brad's almost got yeah, the lock. He's on almost. It. He's almost got this locked up. He's got the. He's got the lock hooked through the thing. He hasn't locked he's, it yet, yeah, but he's, he's he's just trying to get that master lock closed. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to do it. Uh, and the the guy that played the the um, penguin penguin in in the Batman. Yes, Colin Farrell. Oh, you would kind of like Will Farrell's brother. I was so close, wasn't yes, I? Exactly. Uh but yeah, he you would never know it was him. Really. It, Great, great acting. All right. Back to the show next week. We have news and notes. Another fantasy girl. We're going to go through our rookie receivers. It might be a little longer list because she's a deep class, people. Should we go 15? If you want to. Let's go 15. 15 it is. Well, you know, I'll probably do 20 or so because yeah. it'll wind up being, yeah. you get to a certain point and they're all the same guy, so it's like, exactly. I don't know. All right. So we'll have that. Um, we'll give some more updates on everything that needs to be updated. Until then, Keep an eye on the website, cffpodcast.com. Uh, we'll update things as they need to be updated. And check out our new presence on... Uh, oh, Twitter. Twitter. At CFF underscore pod. And we can't we can't put this contest on there, but going forward... Oh, they will be on there. This stuff will be on there. Yep. So For all... For the two followers I have so far. There that we go. have so far. All right. There you go. We'll do it. Two. You got it? You... Hey... A journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Exactly correct. For as long as I am interested in this Twitter thing, <laughs> I am I am very quickly becoming. Well, when you when you get when you get to a thousand, you're all of a sudden going to go. Hmm. Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to use the Mission Barbecue email cffpodcast at hotmail for your questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, also. We have the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. That's where you can leave us a voicemail or a text. You know, we used to get texts from James in Milwaukee with questions. Does he not like us anymore? I don't know. Is it, is it maybe because the league's on hiatus, so he doesn't care right now? <laughs> he should always care. I, exactly. It's a year-round thing. you got to put some work in. We used to get weekly emails from our executive producer. Well, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to 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 help people out by by giving them the comps, so they don't have to do all the research on these guys. I can give them an idea of who that guy is, and that's what you do. And I'm so I'm, I'm trying here, people. You, you do your job very well. <laughs> but that's it. We'll see you again in two weeks, people. Until then, as always, be good. See ya.